This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back to this week's podcast for your author success with the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing show. And as you know, as you listen in, it's always wise to have pen and paper or pencil and paper in hand. You're going to get a variety of ahas, insight, tips, and how-tos for your author publishing and book marketing success. With me today is... I, I guess I need to say an old, old, old friend who I haven't really talked to in quite a while. Um, Ginny Scott was really a, a, a guide for me and really teaching me how to write and, and, and helping me convert a boring academic dissertation into a best-selling book. And that became Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support. And with that, Jenny has uh, has more books than Hogan has goats in her resume. She is a nationally known writer. She's a consultant. She's a speaker. Uh, she specializes in business and work relationships, professional and personal development, social trends, pop culture, science and crime. And she's a ghostwriter as well. She's published over 50 books with major publishers. She's the founder of Changemakers Publishing. Um, and she has worked with dozens of clients, authors like you, in the self-help business books, memoirs, and film scripts. And one of the things that got my attention was two of Jenny's books that she came out with. Her most recent is called The Big Con. And this is the story of a book to film scam, the victims, other writer scams, and how to avoid a victim becoming a victim. And by the way, that's what really grabbed my attention because we're in scam season right now. There are, they seem to be multiplying right and left. Um, and just because of coming, you know, out of the Thanksgiving time where the caring gives is all over and people are being hit from charities and not so charity, charity things they look like, um, and also just going forward. So I really felt it would be a good idea to have her on. And she also has another book she wrote this year called Lies and Liars. So, Ginny, welcome to the program. Well, glad to be here. And after all this time, it's nice to catch up and, and see all the work <laughs> yeah. you've been doing in publishing. It's amazing. I, I know. I don't have 50 books on my bill, but I do have 37 with 38 and 39 coming along. So oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but but I've actually well, you know I've actually worked on over 500 authors books and getting them to sing and soar and do those things. So there you are. Um, that's amazing. 
Well, you know, this, we talk about scams. I mean, there are just so many of them. I get calls all the time, and I, right now what I do is I pretend to be my assistant, and then I just take down information to give, pass on to me. But, um, you know, they have different <laughs> names. Many of them are in foreign countries, uh, and they seem to have a, a U.S. address, but it's really a post office box. And mm-hmm. so they, a lot of them are in the Philippines. And, you know, they make you believe. I mean, they really have good marketing people who are, you know, persistent, and they, they, I guess, find your email someplace, or they pull out an old book you've written, and they call you about it, and they want to market it again, and uh, or you have a new book. I, I actually get that all the time, and it's from people in Los Angeles. You know, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just saying, oh, we can, you know, we want to market your book. We want to publicize your book. We want to do PR for your book, blah, 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 blah. And I, I think that what, what Ginny and I are both saying is we, you, we have our red lights flashing right now. Oh, definitely. In fact, when you mention Los Angeles, I don't want to mention the names of these companies. Um, on oh, the why air. not? I love to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you, who knows? You could get sued. You could get targeted. Uh, but, but anyway, I, I did want to mention that this particular company that um, what, scammed all these people seemed to be in Los Angeles, and they had a mailboxes uh, there or, a, you know, and many times it's like an old building or something, and they have like what seems to be a headquarters office. But this particular company was supposedly in Los Angeles. And the way I found out about it is I was actually ghostwriting for them. And a number of these companies uh, hire me. And, and many of them are, you know, basically they are doing marketing, and, and you know, it, it's very competitive, so you may or may not get something happening. Uh, but but that part of it is you know, legitimate. It may not be the best investment, but it, it but it's legitimate. Um, and, and you have to sort of sort out which companies can do the best job for you. But but what they were doing was they were using an imposter executive, at least at that time. I mean, the person who was doing that, I'm not sure whether that person was an executive with them or or an owner or just simply who was created this on his own. So I'm not really clear about that. But but that was the big scam, is pretending to be a real company that they would submit uh, uh, these pitches to. And so the material I was writing for them was legitimate material that a producer or agent would want to see. And so, you know, I mean, nothing led me to believe that they weren't legitimate until um, I discovered uh, through talking to one of the clients that they actually didn't want me to talk to that... They had invented this whole imposter executive from this real company. And so the things I was writing were going nowhere. Okay, so I need to understand. I, I haven't anyone throw the term, and I bet a lot of our listeners haven't, an imposter executive. So this is a faux pretend person. They don't even exist. Exactly. So- well, what happened is this particular marketing person um, would um, uh, say that this uh, executive was interested in their project, so they had to write mm-hmm. more and more material. And so I would write a treatment. I mean, and these, these are legitimate things that people would want to to read uh, if they're mm-hmm. real. Um, I would write a treatment for them, uh, which is basically a working document of the main mm-hmm. points of a, of a film, uh, mm-hmm. and then I use that to write the script. Then I would write the full script. From the that sometimes I could write the script directly from the book. I mean, it depends how the book was written. Then another thing would be writing a log line synopsis, uh, sort of a summary of the book, 
Uh, and then this one one sentence that kind of stands out for you. Uh, I would also sometimes do sizzle reels, which are the same as mm-hmm. book trailers or film mm-hmm. trailers or um, script trailers. Mm-hmm. So those things so are all how do legitimate. You, I, I guess that if you can get conned, <laughs> Jenny, and you wrote a book. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I, I didn't start yeah. researching scams until this happened, and then I just felt ah. a sense of obligation or. You know, the fact that I had all these people that I had written for and that mm-hmm. I had been caught up on the scam, you know, they were using my reputation as somebody who I, I produced uh, 18 films at this point, and eight of them have distributors, and I have a, I have a website of changemakersproductionsfilms.com, which lists all of these things. We were exhibitors at the American film market. So, I mean, I have a reputation of creating some films that have been produced. And uh, so they would they would say, well, I would do it, and they would give my credentials uh, after the person expressed some interest in the project. And so, you know, that, that was sort of getting people to become victims. And so I felt some sort of obligation to them to try to make things right. And so that ended mm-hmm. up researching to do the book, and it features. And I spoke to the victims after I after I spoke to this one victim. I thought about, well, all these other people I've done ghostwriting for, maybe they have been victimized too. And so I called them, and some of them were really thankful to hear from me because, you know, they felt scammed, they felt abandoned, because what would happen is after they created all these materials, and there was supposed to be this big video conference where they meet with this executive, and then they sign a contract, um, you know, like on the spot. Well, I mean, that's not exactly how it's done, because usually there's lots of discussion about what the project is and, and um, whether the marketing people and the, um, you know, our, our, our production people are going to be able to do this. So, you know, it doesn't all happen right away. But they, they would create this, this special video conference and they would get all these materials written for the conference. And then I would write some materials and they would say, well, write more. And so some of the victims lost uh, 20000 one one lost $36,000 oh, no. in doing oh. this. And this was not only to pay me, because what they did is they marked up what I was doing about three to seven times. And um, so they were overcharging people, like charging somebody uh, $7,000 to write 20 pages of a script. Well, I mean, that's much, you know, seven times what I would charge them. Uh, so, I mean, it was that kind of thing. And then also they claimed they were doing these um, marketing uh, pitches. Um, but, mm-hmm. the, you know, they weren't real pitches because what, what would they would do is they would pitch it to this what's, uh, this imposter executive who was supposedly with New Line or with Penguin or with um, Rat Pack or any of these other companies. But mm-hmm. what ha- what they would have phony emails. So if somebody wasn't really paying attention, they would have things like, you know, the New Line Company instead of newline.com. So, you know, there would be these sort of phony kinds of things that they they had these emails. So you would think you were corresponding with the real executive, but it was really a phony email. So it was like okay. this very- All right. I get it now. So, and, and, and so I think that, um, here's what I want to do. We're going to, we're coming up to our first break. What I want you to do is because we're all vulnerable to this kind of stuff. I mean, your ego is strokes. So, oh, someone wants my book. They think it's hot. Da, 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 or they want to make a movie. And let's talk about movies too. Um, that how, 
I, I'd like to know what what are some of the telltale things that the red light should start flashing right away, uh, besides some of the common ones, and and remembering that this is these are going to be people who have books primarily, or they're out there. And let's come back to that. With me is okay. Jenny Scott. We're talking about how to avoid scams today. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at AuthorU.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me today is Jenny Scott, and we're talking about scams. She is the author of a gazillion books, um, but the most recent one is The Big Con, which is a story of a book to... Film scam, the victims, other writer scams, they're all over the place. And it's really important for all of you to protect what you have, but don't let your ego or don't let yourself be seduced by these people who are well-trained. They're well-trained in doing what they do. So Ginny and I were talking just before she was getting to for the break where I wanted to come back to if we could kiss on um, some of the flags to look for. And and one of the things that Ginny and I were talking about um, off uh, off mic was just uh, how they're going after the self-published author who really hasn't actually it's really has not done their work. And Ginny, you can jump in here with me. My experience is that people who get conned with the self-publishing 
um, uh, people who put them off as the big honchos. Um, and they're the answer to the be it all, wherewithal, that would be like Author House, Author Solutions, and all their breeding children that they have. There is a lot of them out there that I've done blogs on and previous podcasts on that they really are hoping that you are unsophisticated and naive and you just don't get the business side of this. Would that be fair to say? Oh, I, I, I think so, because, you know, basically what authors think, I mean, it used to be, you know, 20 years ago, is that you would get an author deal. I mean, I would get a lot of these deals, and then the publishers would do all the promotion and the marketing and everything else. And that all changed with the rise of self-publishing, the consolidation of these publishers. And, you know, and now, you know, it's all celebrity-driven or, you know, uh, well, uh, high-profile people. And so they are the ones that are getting these big deals. And um, so if somebody does not have a um, platform already, you know, with with maybe a million followers at this point, or they don't have, um, you know, they haven't been in a a big news story, and so their their name isn't in the news, you know, then then it's a real struggle for most authors to get known. And so these, these big uh, these publishing companies step in, uh, these self-marketing companies step in, and, you know, they say, well, we're going to do all these things. Well, a lot of times they don't really do things. They get you published, like on KDP. But then where they fall down is on the marketing and the promotion, and, the, and people are paying for a lot of that marketing and promotion that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. So, mm-hmm. um, but then there are other ones that are just these total scams, like the, the one I described in the big con, where you know they're they're inventing imposters so that people submit their material that goes nowhere, and so so that's that's an even bigger scam. But but you know we can talk about some of the the the, the keys to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so some of, some of the things are, you know, they just call you out of the blue and they say, you know, we, we, a, a scout has found your book and they're really interested. Um, a, one key is that they don't really know anything about your book or it's an older book. Like I've had people call me about books that are 10 years old and they say, well, you know, we want to, you know, relaunch it and republish it. Well, it's outdated. You know, there's no point in doing that. So, I mean, if people can get caught up in this and they think that this, this real Hollywood scout has found them and they, they have all different um, veneers that they present to people to try to suck them in and they have mm-hmm. you know, different answers to your, your the questions that you have. But, mm-hmm. but some of the things is, you know, look at their website, for example. And, um, and also, when you can do a Google search of their office, well, if it's, a, if it's just out of a post office box, you know, you, you may raise some questions about who they are. Uh, some of them will, will be in obscure towns. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't know where, where people don't really normally live who are in this industry. I mean, I've gotten calls from people who have an, they claim an office in Vermont or upstate New York or some small town in Louisiana. And it's very unlikely that somebody there is going to you know, be successful. I mean, I know we have all this remote um, business now, but it doesn't mean that somebody who remote is actually in the industry. Most people there in the film world tend to be centered, really centered there or in New York. Uh, so, so those are some things to do. If somebody has an odd accent on the phone, 
I mean, some, many of the people come from uh, India or Pakistan or, mm-hmm. or Sri Lanka or some other places, and so they're pretending to come from the United States. Um, some some of the people who've called me to write for them have even said that, uh, you know, we're, um, we're in New York or we're in this place, but really we're in the Philippines. So, uh, but another thing is look at the email that, it come, that, that they write you from. Is that a legitimate email? Um, uh, is it different from the company's email? Uh, when you also, another thing is you could just contact, the, the, you know, look at their website. I mean, if it doesn't have any books on it, uh, or sometimes they'll put books on there that are published by other people. And so if you look up the book, it'll tell you who the publisher is and if it's not the same publishing name. So I think you need to do some due diligence. And there are all these different names that people come up with and that they, they throw up these websites very quickly. And it's easy to do. It's oh, of easy, course, it's, of it's course. So it's so easy to throw this stuff up. Um, right, and the company that. I worked with, I mean, they had, I had done some legitimate work for them, and then it's a, suddenly, I think it might have been one person or a couple of people there who said, well, you know, we're, they're, they're, it's, so, it's so competitive anyway, and they're probably not going to get a deal, so why don't we just kind of create this phony executive, and then we'll throw that in. When I spoke to the uh, victims, I mean, they were so glad to hear from me to realize what happened, and then what uh, then, I, then I wrote the book based on their stories. And what was really sad is they, some of them had really good books that could have, could have made, they could have made something of them. They really could have been turned into film projects. Uh, and then it turned into, we were doing a film based on that too. And so uh, seven of the, um, the victims are in the film, the big con that's going to come out next year. Mm-hmm. So where will, where will you distribute that? Or how are you going to distribute uh, Well, it'll that? be, we, we'll have a distributor. So, so we, I've had eight films that are picked up by different distributors. So what happens um, with films is normally you have to get a screener for a distributor to look at it. So you can't promise distribution, you know, unless you're a famous mm-hmm. actor or a famous director who decides they want right. to do something. You know, then, right. then you can get the, everything signed in advance. But if you're new, what you need to do is create a screener which is basically you, you have to make the film, and then you create a trailer from that. And, and what we're talking about is differently, where, where people would not be looking for a distributor. They would be looking for a producer or an agent to pick up their project. It is very difficult now to find agents to pick up projects from unknown people. They mm-hmm. want people who have been produced before, uh, ideally. So you know, I mean, you can get an agent if you have a really, really strong project. Another thing they're looking for is books that are really sold well. So if your book is just not has not sold very much, and all of a sudden somebody calls you to say, "Oh, we discovered your book," mm-hmm. it is probably you know going to be a scam because um, there are p- people out there that really respond more to your sending emails. And I have a a company that I've had for uh, almost twenty years now, uh, PublishersAgentsFilm.com, which sends out queries. But it sends them out to public, to producers, and to agents. And this more direct approach actually works better than just sort of waiting around for somebody to contact you. And there are a number of services that uh, will post your, uh, your your film, you know, uh, and uh, or your or your script. And the idea is that 
producers or agents are going to look to find you. Well, they don't really do that. I mean, they, if, you, if they get an email that's compelling, you know, then they will respond. But mostly they don't go to these sites. I mean, they're overwhelmed with people making submissions already. So if you go back to it, first of all, I want to rehook back to one of the things that Ginny said is that um, and the monies from publishing houses are directed to named people, celebrity type people who already have gazillions of followers. And it's all about the followers right now. If yeah. you don't have gazillions of followers, I just want you all to know if you if you still have your ego says I want to be published by New York, which only publishes 10,000 books a year of the 1.6 million books published. Um, that you need to realize that if just by chance you might get picked up, you will get peanuts, peanuts in in what Ginny and I were used to getting decent advances in the old days. Would that be correct to say, Ginny? Yes, that's correct. I mean, it used to be, yep. you know, for a mid, what's they call it? They used to call it the mid-list book. Mid-list, yep. And then the, the, the answers for that were around fifteen to $20,000. You know, and then about 15 or 20 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, they suddenly got cut to about a third of that. And so I, I ended up becoming a ghostwriter as a result of that because, you know, it was no longer feasible to make a living from royalties anymore. And mm -hmm. the um, mm -hmm. uh, celebrity books would get, you know, the millions of dollars and all the promotion, that didn't happen anymore. So, mm -hmm. so authors now had to become their own publicists. They had to, had to mm -hmm. hire publicists mm -hmm. to... Yep. make it and you can and, still and do it now but there are, there are different strategies you have to do active promotion uh you have to get reviews and so i mean there are services that will help you get reviews uh, or you have to and you have to have a, somebody who's had fifty dollars worth of purchases on amazon now um it might be even more um but but that's what it was about a year or so for, ago. For which? For for posting reviews? Uh, for, to post a review. So if somebody yes. buys your book, uh, they have to not only have bought your book, but, but they have to have $50 no. worth of sales on uh, Amazon. Not, I'm going to change that. We're going to take a break. But no, you have to spend $50 on Amazon. You do not have to buy the book through Amazon. You have to buy oh, okay. products no, through okay. Amazon. No, correct. You, you have to yeah. somehow say it's a verified purchase or you got it yeah. somehow from somebody. Yeah, yeah, you verify that. We're gonna we'll come back and we'll talk more about that. With me is Ginny Scott. We're talking about cons, cons and scams that are out there in this whole thing um, that's called publishing and authors and writing, and they're there. But Amazon is the portal. They still sell sixty percent of all books. Smashwords sells almost the same number of ebooks that Amazon does. You should all know that now. So you should be using if you're not doing a select program um, with Amazon, you should be probably looking to make sure that you're up on Smashwords for the more visible distribution and to post a review. Uh, Smashwords is not the issue. It's Amazon. To post a review on Amazon, you have to spend a minimum of 50 bucks a year. It, it doesn't matter if you're buying toothpaste, you know, or vitamins. doesn't matter, but you have to spend 50 bucks a year. Um, if you buy the book uh, through them, you may be able to post a review because sometimes you can't. If you're related, if you're connected, if you're best buddies, um, that you may not be allowed your your post but i'll tell you how you can do it when we come back 
because I have to do it. A lot of my authors, I can't post reviews because I'm connected. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, with me is Jenny Scott. She, um, her umbrella that she lives under is the ChangemakersPublishing.com. Um, and Jenny writes under her own name, but she also writes under other people's name as a ghostwriter. And one of the things that she has her name on big and bold deals with scams, and it's called, um, you know, the con. And the big con, will, the big con. The, the, the big con, excuse me, the big con, and it will be made into a film. And, you know, uh, there is not anyone that I don't know that has been conned in some way, in some way, seduced in some way. Um, and what usually happens when those things happen is that we kind of bite our tongue and we don't want anyone to know how foolish we were to get sucked into it. Is that true? Is that your experience, uh, I, I think so, because one of the things that happened when I spoke to a lot of the victims is they had not really t- told anybody. I mean, they were embarrassed. They were ashamed. They were, felt the people would think they were stupid, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they would shame them even more. So some people initially wanted to use made-up names, and, w- and we did that in writing the book. And then, then they decided to come out and, and, and speak you know, when, when they decided to do the film. But one person didn't want to do the film. because um, I mean, he, he, he really was helpful in sending about, hey, about 200 letters of correspondence with emails to show how persistent these people are. But um, he decided he, he didn't want to do the, be in the film, uh, although he's in the book because he was afraid of his practice. You know, some people might, you know, um, shame him as a result of that or, or think less of him. Yeah, well, I think the thinking less of him is always a, a big issue that people worry about on reputation. All right, so I left you with a tease when we went to the last break. 
If you're like me, um, I have a hard time posting review. I mean, plain Jane views, if I bought, you know, a package of lasagna or something, I'd have no problem. But because of all the authors that I work with that um, were connected on social media, they may have thanked me in their book. The Amazon bots look for this stuff. And they look for same IPs. They look for same names. They look certainly for the same address. Um, if there is a relative connection, um, you will all get the boot. You're, you're going to get, it will not get posted. So I finally figured out a way to get around it because I, not only do I want to support the people I have the opportunity to work with, but I, you know, I want to give a, a decent review, an honest review. So I have a dear friend who posts, I won't tell you the name, but who posts all, I write all the reviews, I give the headline, I tell how many stars to give, and that she posts under her name. And that's way, and, and then I copy it over and let the person know who I'm doing the review. This is going up, it's going to show up under this name, and that's me. That's how we've been able to do it. And yeah. I have a separate folder on my computer that has, you know, my root, my reviews. <laughs> Until yeah. well, I have a company that's doing advertising for one of my clients now, and they say they want at least five to ten reviews before they do it, even more. And so it can work for, you know, getting a few people, but if you're trying to massively get reviews, it, it, it can be difficult, I mean, unless you have a large connection of people. Well, let me just let's just kiss on the rest of the reviews. Look, you're going to have to ask everyone. You're going to have to ask not once, not twice, not three times, but probably eight times um, to post. And so, right. you know, what I would suggest is you could give them a few headlines. You could give them a few options. You could tell them to to rewrite it so they're comfortable with it. I would give make sure you give the direct link to the Amazon detail page so they can post it. Um, you have to make it easy for them in the process. Right, um, no, I agree. And, and also they can't post any kind of promotional material about themselves as I discovered no. with, with one person who, who had various links to what they're doing. So they, they, they won't allow them to review either. No, but, um, don't don't do that. Just just come on, just get a review out and go on it. And I, you know, I remember one time, Jenny, I put a horrible review up on a John Grisham book. Um, and it's the only time I've actually taken a book back to the bookseller because <laughs> I didn't, I, 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 you know, it's so non me. Um, I don't think he wrote the book and I said, uh, either, you, either you didn't write this book or you had an hourglass and you just had to cram it through and dump it out because it was horrible. Yeah. Well, and a lot of I, famous people don't have, don't write their own books. They hire ghostwriters. Mm -hmm. and, and then I went back and a lot of other people gave variations of of a negative review. So I wasn't alone in that, but I think that you, you know, if, if you don't like it, I, I had someone who asked me if I would review his book um, and he wanted to send me that I knew of and he wanted to send me an ebook. Well, I don't read ebooks. I read, I just, I just like the paper edition. I want to, when I do a review, I want to, I, I talk about the cover. I talk about the texture. I talk about the presentation. Um, that's what I like to do. And so he sent me a gift card to Amazon to buy the book. I did. Mm -hmm. um, and it came. And I didn't think it was a very good book. So I went out and I told him, I, you know, I, I said, this is what I think. I think you made a lot of mistakes um, in here. And he was using Disney as the modifier. 
And, um, and, you know, you're talking to a girl at the age of nine, got on a bus and went to Disneyland by herself because she so loved Disneyland. And so uh, I know a lot about Disneyland and the quality and things they're doing just didn't mesh with it. So I told him that. And I and I didn't I didn't give him the two star review. I probably should have, but I I could not go above three. And yeah. he, yeah, he, well, did, he well, good for you and and doing that. But but that's the, the thing now is, uh, you know, to start the promotion process, <clears throat> you typically need to get you know at least five or seven reviews, uh, and then you can do advertising on. Um, Facebook, on Google, on um, Amazon, you know, wherever you want to do on the social media. But you you need to start doing this kind of promotion as an author who is not known already. And so th- th- that can take a lot of time, and, and you have to test out things. You know, they do A and B testing to figure out what works. Then you, you do more of that, like you put $100 into a Facebook ad, and if it works, you know, you get back $200, then you put that $200 back in. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, you do something else. But mm-hmm. authors have to know that they have to do that. And, and so sometimes these companies can scam you by claiming that they're going to do all of this marketing, and then they don't. Uh, or, or they just do, you know, a very lousy job of it. Uh, but, you know, and, and there are certain places that I would recommend that we can get people inexpensively who can do some of these things like Fiverr or Upwork. Uh, so there's these freelancer services, and I've worked with people from both of those services okay. on and doing the books and doing trailers or doing narrations. And right. so it's it's kind of a process that people have to understand that you know you do, it can be inexpensive to do a book like I have a three hundred fifty dollar uh, publishing package which is mainly my hours to get their book up there but these companies are charging like fifteen hundred two thousand you know much more some are twenty thousand dollars because they they're claiming to do all these additional services and so you have to and ask not. really what they're doing yeah, and, and they're, they're not. And they're not. So one of the things that if you're being pitched, let's go back to our scam, our whole scam thing. Um, and I do want to say that if you are paying for reviews, you have to be careful because Amazon will give you the boot there, too. I mean, right, that's, of, that's of what course. started their harshness. Now, if you're working with a company like a well-respected company like Blue Ink, uh, Blue Ink Reviews, um, like um, Forward reviews if you tap into publishers weekly you know book life or you do kirkus's um area those are all very legitimate companies that are respected within the library community um and that that could be a payoff yeah no i I think those are very valuable but i don't think those companies will do these five-star reviews which is what people look at i mean they'll give you a review and you can post a review but I That's don't okay. Think, yeah, there's a different. Yeah, there's a different way that you get them up on your details, detail pages, show, and you put them on your website, and you use them to promote out on social media. But you can go in and get them entered so they show on your detail page, and in fact, you can lead. You pull a blurb out, not the whole review, but pull a blurb out, um, a line, uh, maybe a key phrase. And oh, you oh pull yeah, that no, definitely you can use that, but what you're not getting, what some people are looking for are these five-star reviews. I get that totally, and I understand that. But it's it's you have to do the ask, and go back to what we said before the break. you got to ask, 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 and you tell people if you're giving books away, you, uh, there's a string attached. 
you know, within yeah, no, two no, weeks. I, yeah, you need to, you just need to do the ask. And Ginny's right. You've got to have so many up there. And also Ginny was right. I saw the changing in how uh, mainstream publishing was handling and working with authors in the year 2000. And that's the year that Simon and Schuster made the arbitrary decision to reduce royalty payments by 50% and dropping them from based on the retail price of the book to the net received of the book. And that yeah, another totally that changed the game. Another some of them will do now, like Wiley, uh, where you have to buy a certain number of books oh. now as an author. And yeah. so they, you, I, I, I think at some point they asked me to buy 20,000 books, and I said, well, I can't buy that many. And then they said, well, maybe 10,000. And so, uh, and, you know, and then they sell them to you at the retail price. And so, I mean, so you're basically, and they're, they're giving you an advance of $2,000, but you apply that against your, the, the $20,000 you're spending to buy all these books, and it's nothing. It's absurd. You know, that that's a game you don't want to get into. All right. So let's 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 come back to um, before we, we've got two minutes to our final break. But let's let's come back to some of the things to protect authors. So authors and writers that starts with a phone call or an email. Correct, Jenny? Right. Right. All right. Or, or it could be a letter, too, I guess. Well, most of these, I mean, I don't get letters in the mail. I mean, they basically, it's it's an email blast that they do. One, oh, and one other thing to look for is if it's a blind carbon, uh, you know, or, or a BCC. Uh, so a lot of times uh, the the mail to you uh, will come through a BCC. So it's like, it's like you're one of many people who's gotten a blind carbon sent to them. So it could go out to... 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people. And also another thing to look for is the mailing will start off, you know, dear friend or dear whatever. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's not generic to you or they don't know about your particular book. Uh, or when they call you, I mean, usually they uh, at least can come up with names. I mean, I remember one person saying, well, your scout has discovered something. And I said, which book is it? And, of course, I'm acting as my assistant. And so they're saying, oh, well, wait a minute, I have to just check. <laughs> you know? So it's it's like oh. those little things are giveaways that they're not yeah. really familiar with your book, and they're just looking through a list. Or they may just have your name, because I have, like, you know, 200 books out there. And so they had to go back and sort of figure, and they had to pull out a book, and the book they pulled out was about 10 years old. I mean, so it's, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so if you engage them in conversation, I mean, I, I used to just hang up, but now I just collect information from them. And then there's a, a couple of sites you can check out. Okay, so let's those... hold on to that, Jenny, if you'll hold on to that site, and we'll get those when we come back. Okay. Um, so we'll have that. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? 
Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Hi, we're back again with Jenny Scott, who has written the book called The Big Con, um, which has got huge scam alert all over it on just the variety of ways that um, people, especially in the author writing community, have been scammed and 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 lost. And we're not talking a few hundred dollars. We're talking mega thousands. Right. Of dollars. I should mention it's Jenny Graham Scott on the book, so it's just oh, oh, oh. Know, not just Jenny I, Scott. I should say I should say Jenny Graham Scott. See, I'm slipping into my old San Francisco days, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Right. So um, that you you want to really know about that. Ginny can be found at changemakerspublishingandwriting.com. And and with that said, that Ginny, I would you were going to give us some sites uh, oh, to know yes. about. Um, yes. Well, there is uh, um, Writer Beware by Victoria Strauss yes. has yep. one list of these. Um, I also joined the um, it's called Alley for short, but the it's the um, uh, Independent Authors Alliance, and, or the Alliance of Independent Authors, uh, and they they also ha- uh, have a list of their various companies to watch out for, and uh, so it's constantly changing. They're constantly adding it to, to them, and but and but the thing is about many of these companies is they will come up with new names, um, mm-hmm. and they have new they addresses and new phone numbers, and uh, or new websites, and so it can be hard to. Not all of them will be on these lists. Mm-hmm. There was, um, do you remember Tate Publishing in Oklahoma? Yes. 
I okay. remember that name, and that was one of the scam operations. It was huge. And, and we're talking millions of dollars, everyone. They, they scammed so many authors down at, there were over 300 complaints with their local BBB that did nothing, nothing. Gave it still an A rating on that. I mean, they owed, they owed like Ingram content a couple of million dollars um on that so it was from authors to the big companies on that and then they resurface with new names again these people don't go away so that's why it's very important that if you've been hit you don't bury it you tell other people you know i'm i'm very vocal so um the writer beware is a wonderful site you should know about it the alliance of independent authors they will do it and they name companies they name companies yeah, and it's very do. important to know who these players are and not just the name of the company because you know the principles come back they just change the name yeah oh another thing to watch out for is uh, um, and PayPal, if you're paying anybody through PayPal or any of these other services, uh, where they're located, because you may find that the company, the person you're paying is not the same as the person you've been speaking to. And you may, you may find, if you research it, that they've got an address in the Philippines. So that's another giveaway. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to pick on the Philippines per se. I have someone who works for me full time who's wonderful, lives in the Philippines. Oh, okay. but, All right. But it's just uh, that they, they, they did a little thing about the, um, you know, Philippines well, scams. Yes. But, but that's true. But but they, but it's a lot of foreign countries are involved in this because the people are working for much less and then they're charging things up or they yes. have people who are doing these campaigns who are really not terribly experienced. And so they don't really do a good job, and they, they pretend to have all these great people involved. And sometimes they even have invented books that they post on their websites, or they have books from other people and other publishers that they publish. So it, it sometimes can take a lot of due diligence to really know if you're dealing with a scam. But one of the things to do is to check you know, what, what they're charging you for, have them break it down very carefully, uh, and to see what they're really doing, and then maybe to to stage any kind of uh, payment to them to see, you know, that they did they produce this for a thousand dollars? Did they produce this for two thousand dollars? So you can, you know, see if they're coming through at that point rather than a commitment to pay, pay a huge amount. And that's another key is sometimes they will want a huge amount up front. Mm-hmm. Let me let me give you another tip that I, I found with these um, the author houses and those kind of companies. When they took over your your book, that and and I would put Balboa and and that in there in this in this basket of horribles, deplorables. I'm gonna say, but look at the retail price they put on your book. You know, look at the retail price. It is it comparable to other books in your genre? My experience has been is they're way marked up because, see, what they do is the scam is they read besides other stuff, but they they offer them to you at 50 percent off. So if if your book should probably be maybe at 1895, but it's at 2895. But boy, there's such a great guy. They give you a 50 percent off and you can get it for 15 dollars. You're not getting a good deal because you can't resell that book in a retail operation. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and nobody's going to pay that much for the book. 
Oh, it's, it's crazy. So I, I think one of the things um, um, that I would be looking if someone is pitching you and you're if, if you've got the time, I, I would ask, OK, so tell me some of the books you are looking at. You be on your computer. Some of the books that you've worked with and you go on Amazon and take a look at them. Are those books legit? Are they real? Do they have one? one review do they have no reviews is that well what are the descriptors like on there you can tell a lot just by doing that a lot right exactly and sometimes if you ask them you know they, they, they won't know they will say well I have, you'll have to talk to our scout you'll have to talk to this so so that's sort of clear that you know they're just calling a bunch a bunch of people um you know they've gotten your names on a big list and apparently they share these lists because one company will call you, and then another company will call you, and they they, they sometimes oh, their yes, names they are different. Yes, thank you for saying that. Absolutely, your name gets passed around. You're on a list, um, and you know who knows what they call it. I remember seeing a video of a group out of India, Ginny, that they would gather all their people around. And they would la- they would have the the target, the target on a speakerphone and they would all mimic and they would laugh at it and they would do different things. I mean, it was awful. It was and, just and awful. And also they control you on the social media. So uh, sometimes, you know, they'll post on a link, they'll find you on LinkedIn or they'll find you on Facebook and and they'll write to you. And, and so, you know, you think that they're, you know, a real friend because they they found you there, but it, mm-hmm. it, they, they may be just covering up for a big operation that's, trolling for people who are on these different sites. Uh, 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 so I know it, it can uh, be hard because, you know, uh, even, even, you know, people who are experienced get taken in, you know, it, it's just that mm-hmm. they become very, very good. They I have know. these marketing materials, they pass them around, uh, and, and they look like they're legitimate. And it's easy to steal things from other companies that are out there. They can basically copy their websites, Post them as their own website, and so that's that's something to check. Another thing is there are ways to check how how recent the website is. So if it's just within the last few months, that's another giveaway. So if it's a newbie on the street, stay away. Yes, def- definitely, and talk to people who uh, get referrals from people. Look at the reputations. Look at the people that they have working for them. Uh, I mean, many times they don't list the names of the people or they'll have phony names and phony pictures and see if these people are real. Another thing is to contact the big publishers or the big film companies directly if you can and to call them to see if that company is, you know, if that's real uh, because maybe they may take the name of a particular executive. Oh, another giveaway is if somebody really high up in a company is supposedly uh, talking to you, like they would ha- in this the scam with in the big con with these victims, they would think that they were talking to a high level executive at New Line. Well, high level executives are not the people who go out contacting people. No, you know, the initial readers will will contact people if they contact them at all, or initially you send a query in, and, and usually they have to work through an a, uh, established agent that they know. So the average person is not going to be able to even reach. These, these companies to begin with. And then to say, you know, a, a, the CEO of New Line is going to be talking to you in a video conference. I mean, that's unreal. 
Yeah, I get that. And, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just we have just a couple of minutes, but I'm going to share one, one of the things that I got conned on was someone who was uh, a, a speaker rep and doing stuff. And I had always made a practice to, you know, we had contracts, we had, but it turned out they were dummy contracts, Ginny. And that as we went through it and I called the, you know, I looked up the program, the, the program director about a month before, and I just was calling to say hello and how was attendance. And I was looking forward to being there. And he said to me, Judith, who, who, who? <laughs> okay. So, I know you know you you have to be so cautious these days in every field. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, in San Francisco they have gangs of people now raiding stores in oh, Walnut oh. Creek. Also, oh, I can't even I can't even stand that. All right, so let me just say as we wrap up, before you get into bed with anybody, all of you, I want you to go to the Google. On the Google, you put the name of the person and you put the name of the company on a separate one. And after each one, you put the name of the person, complaints, the name of the person, ripoff, the name of the person, lawsuits, the name of the person, problems. Um, a, a complaint a, a, also. I said complaint, yeah, but but just just keep doing complaints, lawsuits, ripoffs, problems, scams, exact cons and con. All right, you've got those six key words with each one of them, and you're going to read maybe ten pages of Google. The problem is ninety percent of people stop at page one. You have got to deep dive and then start your trail. That will save you a lot of pain if you will do that. Promise me you will. Um, Ginny, we have 30 seconds. Anything else you want to add? Well, just the, it's the, called The Big Con. It's on Amazon, uh, changemakerspublishingandwriting.com, Changemakers Publishing. And you can check out our films at changemakersproductionsfilms.com. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. And, and thank all of you for spending an hour with both Ginny and me. Your authoring and publishing success, remember, is always up to you. And remember that your words matter. So let's continue to get them out. Let's get them supported. And let's have some fun in this process. I'm Judith Bryles. We'll be with you next week on Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. Thank you for being a part of Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.